SAFM Sunrise. A vivid start to your day. It is nine minutes after 8 a.m. You're listening to SAFM Sunrise. My name is Oliver Dixon. Thank you so much for the honor and the pleasure of your company. Now, we're coming to you live from the Cape Town International Convention Center where we are at the pre-budget vote breakfast. Uh, the Department of Higher Education and Training will be tabling their budget before Parliament uh, this, uh, this, today, actually. Uh, and Minister Bladen Zamanda is with me. Minister, good morning. Good morning, Oliver. Uh, thanks for the invitation. Good morning to your, to your listeners as well. Is our national uh, uh, fund, uh, is our national education fund well spent? Well, both of them. That is the National Student Financial yeah. Aid scheme. Can I ask that you just speak a little bit closer oh, to the microphone? Both so of them are well spent. Uh, the National Student Financial Aid Scheme, of course, today we are talking about the National Skills Fund, yeah. which is a fund that actually spends its money in a whole range of activities to support skills development, both in formal institutions as well as in semi-formal community and other types of uh, training and initiatives. Yeah. Uh, I asked that, right? Because mm-hmm. government has spent, as a, as a proportion of GDP, quite a lot on education yes. and higher education, inclusive of that over the last decade. Um, but incrementally, that's becoming... Uh, that the percentage of GDP uh, compared to our global uh, partners is, is, is decreasing. So in real terms, we're spending less on, on, on higher education than we did, say, 10 years ago as a proportion of GDP. But we're spending more nominally in terms of, of, of overall output. Are you at all concerned about that? Yes, I'm concerned about that. That's one issue. But also the, the second, I am really concerned about that because my budget is skewed post-school education and training. Yeah. For instance, just over 70% of the budget of the Department of Higher Education and Training goes to university education. 70%? Goes to university education. Yet only 6 out of 100 grade 1s who reach metric actually go to university. Only 6 out of 100 who start grade 1 reach university. But I'm spending 70% of my budget on that. That is why this year, one of the most important things I want to in focus on increasingly is how do we increase the college sector in South Africa? Because that's where the single biggest demand is, to cater for the 94 students who actually do not go to university, because only 6% will actually do that. Is that so, not as a result, Minister, of what the market, the job market and the economy demands? Graduate unemployment is in single digits, while the real unemployment crisis of South Africa amongst those who do not have a post-school education, a post-high school education. So if you want to stand a good chance of getting a job, going to, going to university seems to be the route. But going to a TVET college and getting workplace exposure of 12 to 18 months more than 70% of those students get employed. And what is nice, some of them even start their own businesses. In my hometown in Dambuza, for instance, I've just built a rendezvous. And I got Tivet College graduates to actually put in my, my cupboards inside, you know, by a small group of 
two young stars who have qualified from a Tibet college. Yeah. They're starting their own initiative and actually their own company. Yeah. So <clears throat> the issue, we don't dispute the figures about universities, but what we are saying is that most skills that we need in this country are not acquired through university education. How many Tibet colleges are there in South Africa? 50, with about 290 campuses. And how, many, how much are we spending on them? Well, I don't have the figure offhand, but we are spending about 15 to 20% of my budget on Tivet colleges. Right. And there are only about 600,000 students, and university students have just got over 1.1 million students. So what is the issue? Are universities too expensive? No, no, no. It's not necessarily that. University education is generally expensive. Is that... In the structure of our budget, we have not provided enough money for college education in South Africa, especially for technical, vocational education and training education. That is why we are using part of the National Skills Fund that we are celebrating today to actually support some of the technical and vocational education and training programs as well as in community colleges because we are actually trying to make up for what the fiscus is not providing obviously some of that national skills fund even if the the, the, the fiscus was providing has to support programs that leads to job creation acquisition of skills yeah. for our young people to actually get jobs how do you then restructure that budget because you certainly can't go and take money away from universities uh, because that would leave them hamstrung. It means you have to take additional money that you get, if any at all, and dedicate that towards colleges. You see, all along, we've been taking money from the National Skills Fund to support TVET college programs, even infrastructure, by the way. Yeah. You know? I mean, over the last few years, we've built 12 new campuses, mainly in rural areas, for TVET colleges. But what I want to do this year, then, is to come up with a very concrete plan to say, if the National Development Plan says by 20, because we have a target, the, the National De Development Plan says by 2030 we need two and a half million students in the Tibet college sector. And at the moment we only have 600,000. So in the next seven years then, what does that require? Does it require reprioritization? It may as well be part of it. Reprioritize because we can't just say we can protect university funding anyhow. There are a number of university programs that do not lead to employment, for instance. You know. Yeah. But we have a bigger problem or bigger challenge, uh, uh, Oliver, because we're also not getting the required numbers of students with maths and science, which limits us greatly in terms of training professional engineers. Even, by the way, producing some artisans, because artisan training also requires yeah. some certain minimum level of maths in particular in order to be able to do technical drawing, you know, and all that. So we have to look into all that. We may have to restructure the university budget, but also then we have to say what additional amounts of money are needed and what's the strategy to get that. It will have to be a multiplicity of strategies. Partly we will have to ask from Treasury for more money, but also we've got to increase partnerships. Because if we partner with the private sector, for instance, we are able to leverage funding, though not in cash, but in terms of programs, work placement, yeah. and all those things. We also have got to redirect, which I'm already doing, money from the CETAs in order 
to place Tivet College students. The reason why we managed to do what the president said we must do last year, go and place 10,000 unemployed Tivet College graduates. We got the CETAs and we got the National Skills Fund to be able to support that, to say to employers, just give us workplace. We will pay as government through our CETAs in terms of the stipends yeah. for those youngsters, which is also what the National Skills Fund is doing. So we have to have a multiplicity. And I want to detail, not that we haven't had a strategy, but part of the strategy has actually been determined by like a patch-up kind of a thing because we've been dealing with a moving target, as it were. Now, what I want to do is to actually say to the country, here is what we need if we are to multiply the numbers of students in Tibet colleges. By right, Oliver, we need four Tibet college students per one university student. That's what other countries do. What is our ratio? Germany. Our ratio now is twice university students to Tibet college students. Wow. It's the opposite. If you go to Germany, only one-third of school leavers in Germany go to universities. Two-thirds, they get apprenticed in, in workplaces and companies. Partly that's why also even through the National Student Fund, we are partnering with German companies that have got operations in South Africa so that they are able to share, one, this experience that they have, but also, secondly, a number of these German companies that have got operations here, they are taking our Tibet College students in line with what they do in Germany, yeah. which also sets an example for South African and other employers who are in South Africa. In, in January, when the budget committee met, how much extra did you ask Minister Godongwana from your previous budget? How much did I? How much money extra uh, from your previous budget did you ask Minister Godongwana? I, I'm asking that because I want to determine how much you hope your budget to grow by. No, 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 no. I think we'd rather ask that question directly. I don't have those figures as to how much extra budget because we actually work with Treasury to actually arrive at what we think is needed and then they say, no, we actually cannot afford this. All what I want to say is that the post-school education and training budget, if you ask me, has got yeah. to increase annually by no less than 10% if over the next seven years we are actually going to expand. And it must primarily be focused on the college sector, including community colleges, by the way, okay. where people who left school early may want to acquire a particular skill through a short program and so on, which is also what the National Skills Fund is doing. We've got about five minutes left, and I want to take some yes. calls. Give me a call, 86 if you have a question uh, for Minister Bladen Zamande this morning. Uh, uh, Minister, this morning, students will be marching, protesting, handing over a memorandum um, around the administration of, of uh, NSFAS, right? Uh, having the money is one thing. Administering the money correctly, effectively, and efficiently is another thing. Um, I spoke to the DG earlier and said he said to me, look, the, the governance of the administration of the fund needs to improve. Um, what work are you doing at a political level to make sure that happens? The National Student Financial Aid Scheme? Yeah. We are doing a lot. We have improved NESFAS quite a lot. The DG is right that there are challenges that are still there, but our distribution of NESFAS has improved greatly. Not that there are no problems. That is why also NESFAS has got an appeal process. Which takes forever, students tell us. No, it doesn't. Some students uh, are still today waiting for an appeals outcome. That would be a very tiny percentage, you know. As I'm talking to you now, the system is working. That's why our universities and our colleges are functional right now. 
and overwhelmingly, more than 90% of NESFA's beneficiaries are getting their monies there in institutions. It does not mean that we are not worried if 5% of them, there are problems here and there. That is why we are saying that NESFA's must focus on improving its system. Part of that has got to do with the IT system of NESFA's, mm. which we have agreed needs to be improved. We need to get more money into that. The dilemma is always, how much money do you take from giving students in order to Im improve systems? But we are working with NESFAS insofar as that is concerned. You we are also, by the way, I must say this, in constant engagement with student leadership on NESFAS. It's not those who are out there protesting today who are part of those that we are. Yep. We are actually engaging. There might be another agenda completely by those who are marching today. But the student leadership shows we are in constant, and Saveta, which represents Tivet College students, we are in constant engagement. I mean, I mean I'm saying this because I spoke to SAUS last night, and they registered great dissatisfaction with me, um, particularly pertaining to, for instance, uh, the, the, the appeals process, like I said to you. They yeah. say there are still many students uh, awaiting an appeals outcome. Additionally, they argue that the disbursement of allowances through universities is not effective. They want NESFAS to be doing that directly, but they worry about the administrative capacity for NESFAS to do that. They say universities are often mischievous. They, they take that money because it's large sums of money. They put it in a bank. They put it in an interest accrual account. They hold it for as long as they possibly can to get the most amount of interest out of it so that they can pocket that for themselves or whatever programs they have, and they pay students their allowances late as a result of that. They say that will be avoided if, if uh, NESFAS paid that directly. Yes, uh, Oliver, as I'm saying, you know, there are challenges. I'm not denying them at all. It's just the nature and extent that they sometimes get exaggerated, as if the, the system is just in complete shambles. Yeah. We have to improve university and college administrative systems to be able to, to handle NESFAS better. Okay. We also have to improve NESFAS capacity to handle this. We also have to improve coordination between institutions and NESFAS. Yeah. Timely supply of information. All those problems we have identified and we are actually working at their solution, including the examples yeah. that we have actually raised. Let's take a caller. Cookie in Tswane. Cookie, good morning. Morning, Oliver. Morning, Cookie. 30 seconds. Go ahead. Oliver, I just want to ask the minister quickly. I have a, a child that completed N6 at the Tibet College in civil engineering. He yeah. would like to upgrade his qualification at university level. And there is no university that wants to accept him. They say that the subjects or the courses that he did, they are not aligned to the curriculum. Mm, mm. So the minister must please explain because every time when I listen to him, he encourages or he talks. Uh, good about Tibet colleges and they're not working for our children. As it is, they can't even get an opportunity just to do their experiential training. Yeah. No okay. department in government wants to accept them. Yeah, thank you so much for that. I really, really do appreciate your call. Mary in Kwakwa. Mary, good morning. Good morning, Monday, I'm a desperate, desperate parent. Please look into a college called Glen College of Agriculture. My child, my grandchild, had um, had um, assistance from NFS. She had all the evidence. When she got there, they said they are not considering NFS. I had to borrow money. I had to go to my Johannesburg. I paid up to nineteen thousand rand cash at Glen College.
college of agriculture. When I phoned my grandchild, the conditions at that college are horrible. The type of food they eat, the veggies that they plant, they don't eat, they are sold according to what she tells me. Hopefully she's telling me the truth and she's got yeah. problems not to tell me the truth. Can, can, but that college in that get the details yeah. of this. Mameri, thank you so much for that. I really, really do appreciate it. We are pressed on time, Minister. Do you want to respond to those two calls? We'll start yes. with Kuki. Firstly, you know, starting with Kuki. The example I was making earlier that the president says said last year 10,000, and we did more than that, and he said this year 20,000 of unemployed Tibet college graduates must get the workplace experience. That is what we are going to do. We are focusing on this. We are focusing on real actual numbers such that in the end, as many as possible of your past graduates of Tibet college yeah. students who require work placement we are going to ensure that but they that transition get from that. college to university uh... yes that is a big challenge let me concede that because some of our universities are refusing to take Tibet college graduates we are this year attending wanting to finalize this thing once and for all okay. we're not going to allow universities willy-nilly to decide whether they take Tibet college diploma graduates or not they yeah. must just i must by by the way just say it's not all of them some of our universities have they started do, okay. aligning they have actually started taking our diploma and to merit glen college i don't know whether it's a public or private college sure. you know that's what i would that's why i was saying woman merit would be good that i get no, her we'll give you details, her details. Yeah. so that we are able to follow that up and know exactly what the problem is because yeah. in such cases it's it's easier for us to deal with the actual problem rather yeah. than to, to speak in general terms minister thank you so much for your time this morning really do appreciate it and all the best for tabling that budget today oliver thank you very much to you and thanks for the opportunity zykon has your sports